You're on 1180 WEDN Paradise Radio. Brought to you by Doug's Dry Cleaners. Say goodbye to dirty laundry at Doug's. Cleaning up Eden for three generations. And next up, we've got a cold case. The title track from the new album by Boys in Blue. it is. Who's Angie? Are you feeling okay, Joe? Yeah, I'm fine. I just need to speak to Angie. The only other dispatcher who works here is Slim Perkins, and he ain't been in all day. So, who's Angie, then? That beats me. We haven't had an Angie working here since... Well, since that Angie. That poor girl. Which girl? Before your time. Terrible thing. You sure you're okay, Joe? You been staying late again down at the parrot? No, no. I'm fine, Charlie. Really? Yeah, forget it. I... I should never have got involved. Well, if you're sure you're okay, I got a fare for you if you're still around Morley. Yeah, yeah. I'm just on the corner of Tarmac Avenue and Westman. Great. Swing by 1138 Crocus Gardens. A Detective Johnson needs a ride downtown. Sure, Charlie. I'll be there in 15. Thanks. And take it easy, Joe. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Maybe I should. Where are you headed, Detective? The Bliss Bar on River Parkway. You know it? Sure. I know it. I wouldn't go in it, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. You, uh, planning a drugs raid or something? Would you have your own cars for that? No, I'm not. And technically, I'm not a detective anymore. It's my retirement party. I think some of the boys thought it would be an apt venue, given its reputation. Well, maybe you'll get one last arrest, eh? Oh, I'm done with all that now. You been working in Eden long? My whole career. Wow. I bet you've seen a few things in your time. Haven't I just? 
You wouldn't believe some of the lowlifes there are out there. I don't know. I drive a cab for a living, remember? <laughs> Fair enough. But I'm sure Serpent City streets have been safer with you around. Oh, I don't know. Probably time they put me out to pasture. Oh, don't be like that. You must have put a few bad guys behind bars in your time. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I have. There you go. <sighs> but it's always the ones that got away that stay with you. That must have happened to everyone. Yeah, but still. My first ever case. That still haunts me now. Look, you must have been pretty young. Don't beat yourself up about it now. I just hit a dead end. It still bugs me, though. I suppose it always will. You just gotta let it go, buddy. I know. But I can still see her face. Poor girl. Sat there, her, her life gone. Still at the wheel of her cab. What's up? Are you feeling okay? You look a bit pale. Sorry, detective. Look, have you got a minute? Sure. I still don't see why you're asking. Look, just indulge me, will you? Maybe, just maybe. Well, what if you could find out something new about it? About what really happened to her? It was years ago. Still, just go over it again for me, would you? For me? Sure. I suppose it can't hurt. You know, most of it was in the papers anyway. Thanks, buddy. Well, like I say, we found her cab parked up near the diner. Flanagan's, it was called then. Yeah, I know it. It's Hawks now. Yeah, but I can tell you, the coffee isn't as good as it was back then. And it was Angie. She was the girl in the cab? Ah, yes. Angela Evelyn. Pretty little thing. Hard to figure her for a cab driver. She was still sitting in the driver's seat with the engine running. She'd been strangled. Well, choked to death with something more likely. A belt or a scarf, maybe. Her eyes wide open and still staring through the windshield. It was horrible. And there was a new baby at home. No known father and now no mother. And it was a girl, right? Yeah, I think the grandmother took her in. It was tragic. The whole town was talking about it. You had no idea who did it? Well, we had a few suspects, of course. There were a couple of unpleasant characters down at the Blue Parrot who used to hassle her some nights. We had both of those fellas into the station for a good talking to. And? 
both had alibis. One was in the bar till late, and the other was at his sister-in-law's, which was a bit of a surprise to his wife, I can tell you. But I still don't get why you're so interested in all of this. I'm... was... kind of a friend of hers. Really? That must have been a long way back. What about her fare? Wasn't she picking up Adam Sykes that night? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Did they print that in the paper? I, uh... I think someone must have told me. Of course, we looked into his story. We nearly arrested him at one point. Turns out he'd been seeing Angela for some time, but he ditched her to marry into money. So, how come you let him go? There was some hotshot lawyer brought in by Arthur Westman. We couldn't hold him. What? So he bought his way out? Not exactly. Remember, he never had a clear motive. He left her, remember? He was engaged to marry the Westman girl. Why would he kill Angela Evelyn? Well, you never met Angie. She is... was pretty special. Maybe he still had a thing for her. Maybe he couldn't bear to watch her leave and live her life without him. It's possible, I suppose. But there was no evidence. And there was no one else? Hey, this is Eden. We had plenty of suspects. Old Mr. Westman seemed to have something against her. He tried to shut down the investigation. Maybe he didn't want her luring Sykes away from his daughter. Maybe. Or perhaps she found out something about the business. You can hear some strange things from the front of a cab. Could be. But this is all just speculation. More likely, he didn't want any scandal around his family and the business. Then she'd started running jobs for Fat Tony. He was into all sorts of shady stuff back then. And probably still is. Okay. So maybe she saw too much one night. Perhaps. But if she had, they would have killed her there and then. Unless they just grew nervous over time. Maybe. But word is, Fat Tony had a soft spot for her. More likely, if Tony ever found out who did it, he'd bump them off himself. Okay, so if it wasn't Sykes, Westman, the local syndicate, who was it? People just don't go around strangling pretty taxi drivers for no reason. Well, most people don't. But there's still some sick people out there. Most likely it was just some random psycho passing through. Really? Why would anyone do that? Some people get their kicks in strange ways. We had a guy once who used to steal dirty laundry, ladies' underwear. And, well, after he'd used them, he'd return them, cleaned and pressed. Okay, that's pretty weird. But even so... This guy gets into a cab, just like any other regular fare. Maybe he's been waiting for a woman driver and... There aren't many. Then he slips a belt around her neck or a necktie and pulls. He gets off watching her struggle, thrashing about until... Jeez, I thought I'd seen some crazy shit in the army. 
I'm sorry. Look, buddy, it seems your friend was just unlucky. That's what the case notes concluded, anyway. Unlucky? You can say that again. I uh, wish I could help. Believe me, I've thought about that night over and over. Wonder what I could have missed. And there were no other clues? No fingerprints? No witnesses? Nothing? Nothing at all. Apart from the apple, of course, if you can count that. The apple? Yeah, we found an apple in the back of the cab. An apple with a single bite out of it. What did that mean? Search me. I've thought about that apple every day for years now, wondering if it was significant. I had Sykes in my cab just the other day. He ate an apple. Lots of people eat apples. Yeah, but he didn't finish that one either. Look, maybe it was just an apple left by another fair. Maybe Angela left it there. Who knows? Well, I guess she does. Yeah, but that doesn't help us much, does it? Hmm. And if you had to bet on anyone, if it wasn't just some random guy? I suppose I'd still put my money on Sykes. He was a bit drunk. He must have called the cab company. Did he specifically ask for Angie? They weren't sure. So it could have been Sykes. Anyway, it's not enough. There's nothing directly linking Sykes with the murder. It's all circumstantial at best. Even the apple? In Eden, you don't take on the Westman Sykes family without a solid case, I can tell you. Not if you want to see your pension, and certainly not over a piece of fruit. So that's it then? I'm afraid so. Look, I'm really sorry about your friend. Not knowing what happened to her for all these years, it must be like purgatory. You've got no idea. But I think I'd better be getting going. They've probably got me a stripper or something awful like that. Sure, yeah. Sorry to keep you, Detective. You don't want to miss your entertainment. I wouldn't mind missing it, to be honest. I just don't want the poor girl to have to go home late. Sure. Let's get going. Reports of a disturbance down on Bliss Avenue. Local law enforcement are reported to be on the scene. Stay tuned for details as they come in. Until then, thanks for staying with us on WEDN. And stay safe out there. episode of Paradise Cab, 
Detective Johnson was played by Cecil Archbold Jr., Joe by Joel Johnson, Charlie with Brian O'Day, and the radio DJ was played by Jim Shrek. Paradise Cab was written and directed by Richard Brandon. Editing and sound design was by Joel T. Johnson, with music composed and performed by The Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could help us make some more, just by contributing the price of a cup of coffee. Come and find us right now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash paradisecab. Paradise Cab.